Here it go. Welcome to the 31st episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Bringing you the real talk once more with my partner in crime from Detroit City, owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some, baby. Come get you some wings. Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, dog? My ace boom. How you feel, big boy? I'm all right, man. You know, tired. We uh, talked about it during pregame. Both of us are going through a little stuff, but nothing compared to what other people are going through. So, you know. And you can't complain your way through life. I hate whiners. You know, we don't do whiners too well. I'm Doug and Junie Whiner. (laughs) We had a reservation. (laughs) Doug, they used to be one of my favorite kids on Saturday Night Live. That's right. Saturday Night Live is iconic. Whiner. You know, Saturday Night Live is iconic. They never shy away. At least they didn't used to shy away from all topics at all times this week you know my highlight on facebook i've been really busy so you know i only put up one post this week and that post was mr eddie murphy singing hamitown 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 well 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 i want to bring a coalition of kosher people and soul people (laughs) <laughs> from yeah, the Chitlin from, District from the Chitlin District to, to the, the Diamond, Diamond District, District. <laughs> from Catfish to Cafilter Fish we all gotta <laughs> learn how to live as one I wanna look out on the crowd and see leather hats and yarmulkes side by side leather yeah. hats and yarmulkes <laughs> side classic, by side girl. classic but you know what today that's a cancel skit automatically oh absolutely Automatically. But it shows a difference in the generations. We were just having this conversation at work, man, about how, you know, half of the shit that was on TV when I was, when we was young, you know what I mean? Like shit from the seventies, eighties, half of that shit. You couldn't even, you couldn't get away with none of that shit. Now, like there would be no living color now. Nah, definitely not. But how do you, how do you survive how do you survive the rest of the perils of the world? Because when you don't have any exposure to things that are even um, even close to having any type of sharp edges, it's damn near impossible for you to fly. By the way, like, you know, since we just jumped right into the conversation, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Gene Hopkins, who's not here tonight, and also Mr. Robert Brooks, who's out there working the World Series for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, sir. Working. Man, them boys got no hit yesterday. That oh, shit was crazy. Terrible, terrible, terrible. That shit was crazy. I talked to Rob got pretty. The five home runs today. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had talked five to Rob. Home runs on, 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 on. Yeah, I had talked to Rob just about every day, but I didn't call him yesterday. Because it's like, even though I hate the Phillies, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie. Like, you know, when we were younger, it was worse because I used to actually, like, watch baseball, play baseball. And then as I got older, it's just like it's been turned into something to take a nap to, you know. So, but, you know, Rob is, even though Rob doesn't say it and he's, you know, he's like, Rob loves, he loves baseball. You got to love baseball to be working in that game for all those years. And he's definitely rooting for his guys. And he was like, he was amped up when, um, what's that guy who's like tearing it up? Bryce Harper hit that homer. Bryce, yeah. And like a mm-hmm. uh, game, I think it was game three, and he ran three. around the bases and he was like, this is my fucking house. This is my fucking house. You hear me? That's what sports mm-hmm. is all about. When you get Mormons with holier than thou type of attitudes so worked up that they can't help but curse their way around the bases, <laughs> that's when you know you're in the competition. And that's the beautiful part of sorts. So big shout out to Mr. Brooks. He'll, he'll be back next week. He's been gone for the playoffs because the Phillies had this run. And, yeah, you, know, man. you know. Excellent run, too. Excellent run. Congratulations. One for the books. One for the books. I was supposed to yeah, be. I was, actually, 
I was actually supposed to be at yesterday's game, for. Grant. I was actually supposed to be oh, there. Right? Yeah, I was going to go down. Um, you know, I'm not a Phillies fan, and I'm, but I'm watching the games, and I'm seeing all these Philly, like, these fans, they're going nuts in that stadium. And it's Man. like, I, I'm not a Philly. I'm Real definitely, serious, bro. yeah, I'm definitely not a Houston Astros yeah. fan. So it's like, I didn't yeah, really, I didn't really want to go because, like, I'm not going to root for the Phillies. It's like, you're going to pan around the crowd, you're going to find the one guy that's just standing there just watching the game, like, mm. You know, it's, it's the dance, man. You should you should have went. Well, dance, bro. I went. I I went to the first World Series when the Phillies played the uh, Yankees like years ago. Okay, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. like I haven't been to the World Series before. So it's a, it's like and I was gonna have one of my one of my childhood friends, like really really young, like we used to actually pay when I used to play baseball, like ten eleven mm-hmm. years old. He lives in Philadelphia, and we were gonna. I was gonna meet him, but I called him up, and he was like, "Yeah, to tell you the truth, he's like, I I work long hours, and I'm a Yankee fan, right? True New Yorkers. We don't want to see. Do? We don't want to <laughs> see other teams. It's like honestly speaking, we don't want to see other teams. I don't give a fuck about seeing other teams, and I can't. I can't feel that joy." So I was just like, you know what? Let him give the tickets to somebody that's actually going to feel that joy. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. That's a little... You know, being, being, a, being in Detroit all these years, it's, there's no... Uh, the last thing we had was the Pistons. I mean, we've had the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. We had the Red Wings for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the other the three kind of major sports... Baseball, the Tigers had a had a small run. Small run back um, in the day. Yeah. Pistons. Pistons were are typically they've typically been decent. But it's Lions, man. Like we don't no wins and no wins in football, which is my sport. Right. Um so that that sucks. That sucks. That, you know, like well, I, it gives yeah. you more time to study other teams, that's all. That's why you're so great at football, baby. That's right. That's that's why you're so great at fantasy because you're not distracted (laughs) by overachieving (laughs) local players. You know, this this week has been really good for me as far as getting my spin back, trying to spin a positive and you know positive uh, outlook and view on all things, no matter what. But it's actually exhausting. You know. It's really exhausting. Mm-hmm. Getting up to do the show is actually kind of exhausting. It's kind of tiring because, like, I talk, I'm talking so much during the daytime. So I'll feel a yeah. little bit more of a relief in a couple of weeks and get in a better a better routine for things. But um, you know, it's kind of sad. It's kind of it is really like it's for. I'm not. Gonna, I'm sorry. Sad. It's like it's really for the the fans of Philadelphia to enjoy. And I felt like it would be wrong. And it's really that team sport. Just like, you know, it's really mm-hmm. that area's team. So as much as right. it is them. And it's funny how much sports is a distraction in our world. And it keeps us away from other important social issues. But we still like them. We still enjoy oh, yeah. them. Well, I mean, people people want to be distracted. People don't want to deal with. Uh, and and it's I, I don't even think it's it's a it's a conscious thing, you know what I mean? I think it's just part of the lexicon of America, where you just immerse yourself into sports or you know what it it don't it doesn't necessarily have to be sports. It could be um, gambling. It could be you know whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what. Well, people, the what gambling is what makes this time doing, but yeah. Right, gambling is what makes sports so much more interesting and appealing to so many more people. Yeah, than it once was. Like it, the fandom part of it is kind of out of the door. Because yeah. like me, I'm not a I'm not a fan of any particular team anymore. I, I still you know, follow once, once fantasy once it, fantasy hit the scene, it just became about the players. Yeah, and what they do on a given day. So. See, I don't like that change. I like the localized feeling of sports and teams. And, um, you know, I'm a big-time Nets fan. Nets World, big mm-hmm. shout-out. 
I put a lot of the moderators on. I'm a moderator in that group, which is a group that uh, Katie actually shouted out during the games last year. So we're the ones talking about right. the real net fandom, the real stuff. And there's been a lot of mm-hmm. controversy with the Nets. And yes. I'm known as one. I'm, you know, we there are different factions in every group. And I guess if I was in one of the groups, they would probably paint me on the side that's on Kyrie's side more than he should be, according to them. A lot of cats, mm-hmm. a lot of fans mm-hmm. just want you to shut up and play basketball. And it's not right. just the white guys that are out there. It's actually everyone that they just you want to see your team win. And you think anything that's taken away from that is a bad thing. And Kyrie basically got into it with his uh, Hebrews to ne- Negroes, the Hebrews movie. I'm not going to call it a promotion, but that's what they're calling a promotion. And it just like it covered a whole bunch of different things. It covered like mm-hmm. social media advertising. He wasn't paid to actually do that. But the argument is that anything that goes up on your platform is you're actually promoting it. That's what people were saying. So then it kind of brought me back to the same things that we have talked about before on this show. What is the line between social media and personal information and personal choice and advertising? Are all of our websites, are, are all of our Facebook and Twitter pages advertisements? They don't belong to us now. I thought the whole point of like social media was to get to know people as you are. But you can't have divergent opinions or... And it's not really necessarily a divergent opinion. The reason why it was so slow... Well, what do you think about it before I get into it, before I go off onto a tangent? So I'm... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much like I don't give a fuck about people's feelings. So... Um, and I say that only because in my life, no one is really, in my opinion, really gave a fuck about mine. So, mm. um, my skin, my, so my skin is tough, you know what I mean? And I'm, I operate in that space, right? I'm, I'm not going to be offended because an athlete thinks something or posts something or because an actor thinks or posts something or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not offended by that shit. So you can miss me with the full outrage, Mm. You know, I don't, I don't think that regardless, I mean, this, the book that, that the book that they made the movie about came out in 2018, I think. Um, and to me, it just kind of, it kind of reminds me of the whole Nick Cannon situation where he had professor Griff on, they said what they said. And Nick Cannon was like, yo, I mean, he didn't say anything that wasn't true. Uh-huh. Boom. And then all of a sudden, Nick Cannon had to make all these apologies. Well, Kyrie is pretty much saying the same thing. I mean, now I did hear something earlier about him kind of backtracking, saying, well, I didn't know that it says such and such, and I don't know what it says myself. Nah. But what I know is whatever it says, it's just what somebody wrote. It, it, don't, it doesn't make it a fact. It, I mean, it, it could just be an opinion. I don't right. know. I don't know how they're how they're spinning it or whatever. But I mean, come on. I'm my like I said, man. I mean, come on. I've seen this. And if I'm if I was Jewish, if I was Jewish and somebody told me that Kyrie Irving had posted something about something that was anti-Semitic, I'm like, so fuck Kyrie Irving. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It's like what's it, he? It's the need to have everyone feel a certain way about everything. And from someone right. as an observer who's up close and like, you know, I love, I love Kyrie. I'm not going to lie. I like his game, his basketball game, but I'm talking about him personally, the way he steps out. Do I sometimes wish he wasn't a net? Nah, because I'd rather, you know, I'd rather he be a net. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are saying that it's very possible that he's talking his way out of the league, out of the NBA. And if that's the case, then so be it for that's a choice that he's making he's made a lot of money in the nba and it's not as if he has to he really needs to go to work as an nba point guard every day but i think it's such a shame and such a such a um bad sign in our society that he's not allowed to express a divergent point of view 
And the reason why I say that is because I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole saga play out. First of all, what he said was the reporter had asked him about Alex Jones, and he was like, he used Alex Jones as an example. Everyone's saying, oh, Kyrie thinks he's smarter than you. He's not answering the questions. He's actually answering all the questions. They just don't like his answers. And the same way, they just don't like the movie. Um, The Alex Jones part of it, he was like, look, do I believe that, do I support Alex Jones for what he said about the shooting in Connecticut and all the things that happened and it was a false flag and X, Y, and Z and like everything that he says? No. But he, they talk about secret societies and this was a piece that he had talked about and about secret societies and guess what? They exist. So it's true. So he's basically being, he's basically saying, I'm able to discern what information from him is true and the rest and leave the rest of it out. I'm not a fish like you, Mm -hmm. but today's society is such that you have to believe in everything that the person says. And by that standard, you can't believe in anybody by that standard. If you want to be honest, because everybody's got some shit. I I, I don't agree with everything. My mama say, trying to tell my daddy say, Mm. so so the, I mean, it's a false. The, the entire the, the whole thing is false. The whole entire premise that because I post something by Bob Jones, now all of a sudden me and Bob Jones see eye to eye on everything. I mean, get, I mean, get the fuck out of here! With it's that like fucking. Shit. It's like fucking ridiculous. No one, no one kills me about yeah. it, Grant. It's like these people are putting. They put themselves out as being intellectuals with that point of view. Like, that's their point of view. So you mean to tell me that you're not able to dissect things like a true intellectual would be able to do? You're not able to break things into little pieces and discuss them as they are. But, and now your big thing, now it's just, just, that's just like saying Looney Tunes are better than Disney. And if you don't believe me, then you're just wrong. And everything you're you're afraid to get into the conversation. I understand the fear in the Jewish community. Okay, I'm going to say that I understand the fear in the t- Jewish community because right now there have been more anti-Semitic acts in the United States in the past like four or five years since the rise of Trump than we've seen at any other time recently in the United States of America. So I understand where the fear is coming from for these people. This is not a conversation that they want to have right now. They don't want to have a conversation that's based upon the Genesis. But the whole point of the matter is they're saying that he's a liar when a lot of this stuff is based upon facts. A lot of the stuff that the arguments that they're arguing is based upon facts. Um, A lot of the Jewish people in the United States... They, you can take their DNA and it doesn't trace back to that area. So, and right. that's a painful thing to hear. That's a painful thing. It's a painful truth. So people say, what the hell are they doing there? And I say, speaking, Israel is a country that's based upon the religion of Judaism, but we all know that there are different sects of every religion. There's the Greek Orthodoxy in the Christian religion. And there's the Roman Catholic Church, and there are the Protestants, and there are the Northern Protestants, and the Southern Protestants, and the Baptists. There were all different sects. It just so happens that the sect that's in Israel that practices Judaism don't originally, may not originally, or don't originally come from that area. So the question becomes, do they deserve that area? And that's the and that's the fearful part of it that people don't want to have the conversation about. But to me, it's not a conversation because it exists. It is. Israel exists. It's not going to be wiped off the map at this point. It's not. It's not going anywhere. Whether it belongs mm-hmm. whether they're the ones that are in charge or the others. And when you have these things you're really open up to a lot of other conversations. There are Nigerian Jews that are treated like shit in Israel. Like shit. And they practice the same religion. 
They're sterilized by the government of Israel. There are a lot of different issues. There's a lot of things that are fucked up with Israel. There's also a lot of things that are fucked up with the United States of America. True. True. I mean... I think... uh, Well, before you say that, before you say that, I'm going to say this because that was such a strong piece. I may have to actually edit that out. It's real, though. It's real. It's real. You know, that's that, that's the thing about it. Um, the reality that the reality is that uh, life is life is is life is a is a you you need all of these people. You need all of these things in order to make life what it is. We, you have to learn how to appreciate each other's cultures, each, how, how each other are. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. mean, it's, it's the entire melting pot thing, right? Right. So in, within this melting pot, um, we have this uh, guy that, that wrote this book, right? Anti, it's quote-unquote anti-Semitic. Um, okay. Who died based off of his book? Did anybody die? Not so far. Any any deaths? Not so okay. far. How many black people been shot by the cops for how many black people been shot by the cops this year for no reason? How many black people been shot for no reason? Right. right. Not, you don't even have to put a uniform on it. So you know? I mean I'm so I'm just saying again, what are we really talking about when we when we start talking about uh who's anti Semitic? who's of what religion, what are we really talking about? Well, I I have a problem with the term anti-Semitic anyway, because I learned that some, I had always known that Semites are both Arabs and Jews. So, right. you know, just like the, the play with the words, just to say that because you're, because you're questioning the lineage of one group, that you're against all of the groups when they don't even include all of the groups in the groups. You're not just, it's like, it's so disrespectful to the Arab people from that region to just forget about that fact. I think they really need to, there's a lot of problems with the words with me with this. Dr. Kimia, Dr. Kimia would actually like love this conversation because she's big on the words and what it actually Mm -hmm. means. And I look at it and I was trying to figure it out. Like, is it the Jewish people or is it the Israeli people? The Israeli, because they're as long as you're Israeli, you can live there, and they don't all practice the same way. They don't all practice the religion the same way, right? But they are all members of that group, and at the same time, they there there's problems. There's problems with that, you know. So it's not a it's not an easy solution. But like you said, we all do need to get along on this earth. There's not one thing. Every section of the earth has something the other section needs. Mm -hmm. Whether it be people, resources, whatever. Right. And the the honesty is, the the honest truth is that we need each other's opinions. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need differences of opinion to be out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is no... There, there is no, we're, we're not a monolith group of people. We're not all the same. And I mean, not all black people, not all white people, not all, all of no people are the same. There's going to be dissenting opinions and you have to welcome dissenting opinions. This is Our what, opinions don't have to be the same. What you, this is what troubles me about this election season. You know, there's been a lot of stuff that goes on at this time of year, every year. And, you know, traditionally I've been more active on social media platforms whether it be this platform or another platform. And this year I'm just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm really not feeling it because I feel like the stupid people have actually won. And I feel like people have actually given up on freedom. The actual kind con- or as much, you know, you're never going to be free. Like people need to get this concept of freedom out, out of their heads anyway, because none of us are completely free. You know, there are very few of us that can get up and walk around and do whatever the hell we want to do. 
Everybody has responsibilities. If you're the richest person in the United States of America, you have some type of responsibility somewhere or someone is doing those things for you. We all have responsibilities. We're all cogs in the machine and everything. So it's just a matter of how much free time choice you actually have to make. Because in order to survive as a species, we have to come to collective ideas and goals. A beehive does not work in chaos. Okay? Sure. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So whatever labels you put on these governments, communism, um, socialism, um, free market, whatever you want to put it, whatever labels you put on this stuff, it's all just different wings. It's just different wings. Same bird. We're all, we all have to get to get, get along. We have to get together. We have to come to a consensus or we just won't make it. And it's looking more and more like we're not going to make it. When I see people post up and they say you're either all this way or we're all that way, like those people are all lost completely. And there mm-hmm. are so few people that are just thinking and that really want to think for themselves. And Kyrie is one of those people. And that's the really the great thing about what he's saying is what he what he's saying is that take the time, watch the movie. Decide what you want it, what you want to decide, and everything. Take what you want with it. Take whatever you don't want to take with it. But some of the things I found interesting in it, and that's pretty much it. You can't discern things. Now you get suspended and you get ostracized for putting um, wrong thoughts out there. Is there such a thing as a wrong thought? Who, who, but. But see, that's that's the slippery slope, though. You know what I mean? Like who who's to, who's to say that it's wrong? Yeah, you know what I'm saying like who, who, what what makes it wrong? It's so because arbitrary. Like it's so arbitrary. Right? It's all it's so arbitrary. You know the the points of view. When I'm I'm reading online today and I'm watching Twitter online just a, just a couple of minutes ago, and the people that are against what he's saying. They don't have any solid reasons why they can't say anything other than it's anti-Semitic. And then when you get into it, it's because it says that blacks may be Hebrews, you know? So you're saying that it's impossible that blacks could be Hebrews. It's very possible. It's very probable. Uh, yeah. Look, I mean, we're, we're, if you, if you read the book, the book originated in Africa. Is that correct? It's correct. It's, it's, okay, so uh, I mean, so we know we know we know in Africa people are tend to be dark, right? So if if Hebrews were in the Bible, the likelihood is that they were dark people at the time. Now, I, could, it, could it have changed over, over time? Yeah, it could have changed over time. Yeah, but that doesn't make that doesn't make the original still not the original. Right. You know, you, you're, you're a remix, my man. Right. And it's all good to be a remix. There's, you know, Flavor Year remix classic. That's right. That's you can right. have a classic remix. That's right. But that don't make it no less of a remix. You know, I, I think it's more about the way that you worship and the way that you actually honor God if you're a spiritual person than it is the labeling of who is and who can't. That's like as if you're saying that this person has less right to worship in the way that you do and everything. That's a hatred. That's got, that's of the earth. That's not of a spirit. That's not of the spirit. And if it is of a spirit, it's of a wrong spirit. So I, I just don't, I don't get it. You know, they're, they're, they switch. <sighs> Go ahead. It's not, it's not, I, I, I just don't like, I don't find it to be genuine. And I'm saying that I don't find it to be genuine because. Okay. So let's reverse, let's pivot a little bit and switch over to Kanye. Right. Okay. So Kanye, similar things, right. Similar thing just happened with Kanye. Right. He said something that was in the quote, to put your favorite term out there, anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Right. 
when he said slavery was a choice, did anybody give a fuck? No. Anybody. They didn't cancel him. They didn't say he was dangerous. They didn't say that the thought process was dangerous to the to the well-being of the overall society. There's none of that. There's none of that going on whatsoever. Right. So, and and this is where where it really gets rough for me is that so it's not it, there's not one white person in this world. Or let's let's stick to the country. Let's stick to the country. Not one white person in this country who would want to be treated the way that black people have been treated in this country. Not one. No. Right? You can line, line them up and ask them all. If you ask them, would you rather be treated the way that you've been treated or would you rather be treated the way that black people have been treated in this country? The best black person. Not one of them would say not one of them would say that they wanted to be treated like a black person has been in this country. So if you know by saying that you don't want to be treated like black people have been treated, you're admitting that you know that there's a discrepancy. Mm. Right? Right. So so admitting to the discrepancy, we can now understand why, you know, we now you, you have a better idea of why. If the people that are if the people that are running the country are the ones that are, are offended, then that's what makes it newsworthy. Mm. So it's it's not newsworthy when black people get shot. But it's newsworthy when a black man posts something about a movie that nobody knew anything about or very few people knew anything about until you started talking about it. Mm. And I'm saying you being the media, nobody knew about it. Colin Kaepernick had been kneeling four, five, six, seven games before. I don't, I don't know exactly the exact number, but he had been kneeling before white folk got a hold to it. Right. Once white folk got a hold to it and were offended by it, and they were only offended by it because they don't they just didn't like it. They don't even know why they don't like it. Right. Because it's not disrespectful. Right. Prayer 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 is on your knees. Prayer is is one of the most solemn things that you can do. So if so if if the national anthem is playing and this brother's on one knee, I mean that's akin to that's akin to him praying. Is that, can we agree to that? We can agree or to that. Or at least, is, is that a plausible thing? It's not an act of defiance like getting in someone's face. Right. It's not an act of defiance. So why is it so offensive? It's not because of what he's doing. It's because of who's doing it. Mm. You know, I still remember the Colin Kaepernick. I lost one of the closest relationships that I had, which was my basketball coach, Mr. Tagner, over that. Because he was a, he's a Marine. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I just don't agree with this. And we, he was like, John, like, you know, I have very strong opinions and I always respected your opinion. And I'm like, and I respect yours, but you have to understand that to me, there's nothing more free. There's nothing more about freedom. That's, there's nothing that honors what you did as a Marine more than him kneeling in that fashion. And we just couldn't come together on that. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's just what it, it's you just what it is. You gave him the freedom to make that choice. He gave, he, exactly. You, you yep. Exactly. And, you know, yeah, that it's, was. It's like. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, it's like voting. When people talk about voting, yeah, we, we, we uh, died for the right to vote. Yeah, you died for the right to vote. So my, I have the right to choose to do it or to not do it. Right. So, I mean, you know. It's a choice. It's not, you didn't, we didn't die for, they didn't die for the right to make us do these things. You know, they, right. to make the, it's like they're making this country into the worst version of itself where no one has a choice. I don't have a problem with pretty much people having ideas and thoughts in their groups. That's the way it's supposed to be in your groups. It's when you start trying to enforce those ideas and thoughts on other people when you start infringing upon their rights. And Kyrie is being infringed upon 
And we're all being infringed upon to a large extent because the greatest argument against what's been going on with him is that everything on social media is a public platform and you should watch what you post on social media. So I've never heard a greater argument for getting off of social media than the arguments that I've heard this week, honestly, because of the fact that what they're saying is that you're not supposed to represent yourself. You're supposed to represent a fact, a part of yourself. It's it, there's so much, there's so much. It's such a dichotomy of ideas where you have on one hand you have internet dating, and you want the person to be real with you on the internet, but then mm-hmm. you have things that you don't want them to say because. So, in other words. This person might not feel it, but it's okay if they lie about it because it's socially acceptable. So now we have, we are, we're getting into this new era of socially acceptable lies about ourselves. What is the point of all this? For someone who is like a real motherfucker, like you know me. A lot of people who don't mm-hmm. like me is because of the fact that I am one of the realest motherfuckers on this planet. I'm going to tell you, period. You know what I'm saying? Right. Friends, especially foes if you piss me off, but friends especially. Mm-hmm. So I'm not vibing with none of this stuff. I'm not vibing with none of this. It's such a fake thing. It's so, it's such a bad thing. And People in a rush to be fake are committing crimes. You know, what happened with this dude at Migos this week and everything? Right. Yeah. Take over. Rest in peace. Take over. Oh, man. I just like, I just like, wow. Yeah. But so I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, I do think it's fake. But I don't think it's about, I don't think it's so much about people being fake. I think it's about people being like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of fake. Everybody wants to, like, you get on social media, you, right, it is fake. But I'm saying, I don't think people are being fake just for the sake of being fake. I think some, originally what you see, somebody was doing this genuinely. Yeah, but you got to be fake. Right. You, you, but you have to be fake in order to get along there. So it's like now you're forced. Right. This is the beginning of the. This is the beginning of communism. Of communism, walk in line. If you're wearing the wrong boots, and you're walking out in the streets one day, you're, it's going to label you as not belonging. There, it's already like that. Whereas it used to be just it's freedom of expression. Right. It's it's the it's the hip hop argument that we have. Now you have to make this sound. It when it, at hip hop's inception, you were able to make any sound because it was new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which like you had dope. different voices. Everybody didn't sound the same. It was dope. But then, as it kind of funneled in and focused, it, it found a lane. Right. And now that's kind of where it is. That's what all of the, everything in, in, in life, in, it's all going the same way. It really is. You know, so originally, originally somebody was genuine with, you know, like Puff, right? Let's take Puff. Puff was genuine with what he was doing with, with the bling bling era. Uh-huh. That was genuinely him. Uh-huh. Right? True. But then everybody started doing it. Right. And it diluted it. Right. And, Right, it diluted it, 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 and you could see that it was some fake bullshit. Uh-huh. But at its inception, it was it was genuine. Same thing now. At its inception, it was genuine. Uh-huh. But now, everybody is doing. Everybody is is just regurgitating the same fuckery. I I was looking and at it's, it, it's terrible. I I was thinking about my own rap career, right? Just the other day, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, this is funny. I'm watching Jack Harlow. <laughs> I'm watching Jack Harlow on Saturday Night Live. 
and I'm mm-hmm. watching I'm watching this guy who is like become everything he it's the promise of Eminem. It's like into the next level. And I can't hate on I can't hate on old boy. You know what I'm saying? Because he is what yeah. he is. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I've known dudes like that. I can't hate on, on old boy. But what had me thinking is, like, I've been listening to these songs, and I remember this cat that I used to work with that used to be like, you want some old sing-songy shit. Because I had lyrical melodies and the shit was all sounding like, you know. You remember, you know what I'm right. talking about, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. That's all they doing now. That's all they're doing mm-hmm. now. They they me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like crazy. Yeah. But that's the beauty. But that's exactly the expression. The beauty of like, see, Puff and he in his bling era, he was ahead of his time. He was on time. He was ahead of his time and he was on time because right. he wasn't doing what everybody else was doing. When you're doing what everybody else mm-hmm. is doing, it's not hot. It's not dope. You know what I'm saying? It's not creative. It's not it's not even American, I would even argue, to a certain extent. Or at least it used to be that way. Now American is doing the same things that everybody else is doing. And like that's how you just do it more. You don't try to do something different right. and something unique to make it dope. My that was the art that we were doing. And you know, you Grant, right. you were but it, it, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say at a point it becomes, at a certain point it becomes um, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to, so it's just kind of taking it back to hip hop. Are you trying to, are you trying to make, are you trying to have a career with longevity? Right. Or are you trying to make a hit? Right? Because Making a hit, I mean, you gotta you gotta throw out a bunch of shit, and this and this is just when you when you talk about people that are influencers, right? Like on on social media and shit. So most of these people have become influencers because they did something that a bunch of people latched on to once, and then once, right? And and they became influencers, and their circle is just their, their circle still grows. You know what I mean? Because they're still putting out content or whatever it is that they do. Right. But they had that one hit. Right. That 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 blew them up. And then all and then they just kind of said, now we just gotta keep putting the same fake bullshit out. Right. 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 That's that's what this is. You know what I mean? Do you do you want the do you want the career or do you want the hit? Or do you want the and I think most people, most people these days would tell you that they want to hit. It's a they AA. They don't want the career because a, the career is work. It's an AA thing. It's do you want the art or do you want the attention? Is it the art or the attention? And most people want the attention because right. the attention pays. You know. Yes, sir. It's, you know, companies yes, companies pay on Instagram for the attention. They don't pay for like for the art. And you know mm-hmm. this whole the whole Migos thing with this brother passing away, man. Like, you know, it just reminded me, it just reminded me of just like going with Craig the Pathmark back in the day mm-hmm. or anywhere, you know, you had people coming from all over in all different angles and especially at the height, like, especially at the height. Oh my God. It was like, it was like crazy. It was good sometimes, but it was crazy. Like a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to go out with him. And it kind of, it cured me of my desire to be that. Like, honestly, it was so annoying. I actually took the time to think about, is this something that you actually want? It's not something that you, to be at this age, like, you know, you have to really love it. Like, I see cats like, like, I see Jay and everything spinning. Mm -hmm. He loves it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's always loved spinning. He was love. He was right. loving spinning in, at 11 years old. So it's yeah, like no question. He really just gets paid to do what he wants to do. It's a different thing. And then with these cats, it's like that fame and that attention. It just has you thinking. It just has you thinking that you're different. And it just the power in. It wasn't even. 
it wasn't even him that did it. It was somebody that was with him. It was the, you know, just all, and somebody just trying to like, you know, somebody that was there for the specific reason that they would let off. But little did you know that they would let off into you on accident. Right. Partially. Right. Mm-hmm. So why do you... Yeah, I mean... Why do you want that? Well, I, I don't think the people... And the only, the only reason we really know is because we were that close to it. Right. But I don't think people really know what it entails. You know what I mean? Like, it being Craig Mack, being Jay-Z, being uh, Biggie, being, you know, whatever famous person you want to talk about, there's a certain level, like, there's no more anonymity for you. No. You know, on, on certain levels. So, like, Denzel Washington. Right. Like, I mean, it's one thing. It's one thing to be in New York. Right. Now, Denzel, New York cat, you can walk down the street in New York and mm-hmm. people, I mean, people see stars in New York all the time. Right. L.A. People see stars there all the time. Miami. People see stars there all the time. So it's not really a big deal. Right. But if you in Detroit, mm-hmm. if you in Tennessee, I don't know, Memphis. Yeah, right. if you're in Memphis, if you in whatever other city you in that's not a major, major city, because there's others like Atlanta, Houston, Dallas probably have have similar things. But if you in Fort Worth, Texas, right, and you Jay Z, you just pass. You ain't through. going to the mall, dude. Nah, you just passing through. You ain't, go, you ain't going to the mall. Yeah, you yeah, know, you, yeah, you ain't. You just passing through. There's nothing for you there. There's nothing for you there but who trouble. Want to be who in their right mind would want to would want to have the fame that Michael Jackson had no and still has. Yeah. Who in a right mind would want that? If you knowing what it is, right. If you don't know what it is, then yeah, you want that. Yeah. Right. I want to be big as Michael Jackson. But when you start seeing Michael Jackson, like this nigga can't go nowhere. Nah. You know, if you watch the, uh, what would it, it was a Jordan documentary and they were, when they were uh, overseas, mm-hmm. the uh, dream team was overseas. And Jordan was in his hotel. He was like, I, bruh, I can't go nowhere. Yeah. Every Everything, like everybody wants a piece of Michael Jordan. That, they wanted a piece of Michael Jordan at that time. He was like, I can't go nowhere, man. No. Bring me something. It's a life of, it's a life of, it's a life of isolation to a certain extent. Yeah. It really is. And right. then, yeah. and when you go out to another point, it's like you go to, you go to Memphis, you go to Arizona you're shooting dice with the local big man and everything. Mm-hmm. You're hanging out with the local big boys and everything. That's the highlight of the of their month, year, life, very possibly. Right. And right. there's this cat. There's always that cat that's sitting in the corner. And you pass him through. You know what I'm saying? You just pass him through. You, you don't really have the value that you think you have in those mm-hmm. small areas and in that town. You think you got that value, but you don't have that value in those areas. You better keep your eyes open. You got to be peeled at all points because somebody mm-hmm. might be coming for you. I'm always like, you know, me, B, I walk into a room. I'm bing, 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 bing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we all we all come from the same kind of cloth. Because, yeah. You know I mean, where, where are the exits? Who ain't here? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm that, saying? that kind of piece. You, who, I mean, you who can I, have to know. Who can I go around? Who can I go through? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's like yeah. whatever, whatever it's going to be. That's You don't have that value, B. It's like you're just fooling mm-hmm. yourself. You see, but nowadays, it's like that's what the that's what the cap era is about. It's about being, it's about whether or not you, whether or not you are King Kong, you better act like it. You better climb an empire. Act you like better it. climb a building. And everything, and mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, climbing that building, it's not going to get you. You're not going to get what you want out of it. And you know, yeah. it works out for everybody in business. It works out for the record companies because the record companies they have your rights. You're worth more money dead than you are alive to a lot of these companies. Mm-hmm. Your sales go out, and your royalties are still the same. Good luck to the families collecting on some of the money for some of these cats that are doing these songs and it's transitory. It's all transitory. 
Just like life itself, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that that's the thing, man. Like, all of these things are, are temporary. I mean, when it really comes down to it, um, I don't really give, I don't, it don't matter how much money you have. The biggest thing that you have is the people that are around you, mm. you know, and that, you know, your health, your health and, and, and your loved ones. Mm. That's really what, what life is about, man. It's not, it's not about, I mean, how much, how much can you accumulate? You know what I mean? How many pairs of shoes you can buy? I'm trying to tell you. And, and why are you buy? I mean, you can, you only, you only got only one wear, pair of feet. You can only wear one at a time. Yeah. yeah. So why you got 900 pairs of shoes? I just, what, what, and the question becomes, what void are you really trying to fill by buying all these fucking shoes? Mm, so that's like so much deeper. When yeah. you go in, when you go in, people have, I've had a lot of questions recently about different things and that make you think about your life and what your goals are in life and things of that nature. And, you know, people generally don't believe you when you say that money isn't important, isn't an, an important goal to you. I've got probably five things on my list that are above money, which is probably why I don't have more of it. But the reason being is because those things I value have actual value. It reminds me of things my mother used to say, like the price of everything and the value of nothing. And if your Mm -hmm. value system is based upon attention of people that don't can never possibly love you like your family can can never possibly make you laugh like your true friends can or have, or allow you to relax or have you build with it. But these people, we live in a society that doesn't have these things. They lack these things. They lack these connections. And they're making everyone else pay for not having those connections. This is a time when the term haters used to be out when we were kids, when we were younger. Mm-hmm. But... It's never had more meaning than it does right now. The term hater is, it's like there's more haters than there are people that root for you to do well or just be well. So, and a lot of these people are rooting for Kyrie to go down, bro. They're rooting for it. They they actually are loving the fact that he has all this talent and they have the power to Stamp him out, and think think how much it is. Think of how much of this vitriol that they have for him is residual from when he refused to take the vaccine, mm. and the NBA actually had to acquiesce to this brother. Mm. You know what I mean, he was like, "I'm not doing it," mm. and the NBA was like, "All right, well, you can't play," and he was like, "All right, I won't play." Right. Well, they, well you're right. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, so so he he stood on his shit. Yeah. And that's that's the thing about Kyrie, you know, just kind of bringing it back to full circle. Um, Kyrie stood on his shit, man, and I and I hope that he stands on his shit this time too. Yeah, I mean, I understand that he already made the donation, which is all good. I mean, he got plenty of money, yeah, so he can afford to make a donation, if, and that'll appease some people, I'm sure. But um, and, you know, I guess on some level, he has to uh, he has to, you know, kind of keep the keep the people satiated with or not satiated kind of keep the people on his team as much as possible so a donation could go a long way to doing that but i hope he stands on his shit man don't don't back down man fuck them well here's my original point you already won here's my original point with this like that happened on i believe it was sunday or over the course of the weekend and the nets played a game on i believe it was monday or maybe it was tuesday but after the game the first game the Nets played, they asked Kevin Durant, point blank, because I'm a Nets fan, I'm watching it after the thing, you know, what type of effect did the Kyrie statement have on the team? None. That's something that y'all deal with. <laughs> right. He said, point blank, right. and he said it just like that. He said, that's something that y'all deal with, and that's something that you put out mm-hmm. there. We're not even concerned with it. We're out here playing basketball and trying to, and just having fun and doing us as a team. Now, it had actually died down, right? They weren't talking about it. It wasn't on the morning news. And then Steve Nash got fired. After Steve Nash got fired, 
then the media pivoted back to Kyrie. Back to it. Mm-hmm. And his statement. And now you have the fines and you have all this other punitive action that's going up against him. Now he's a worse guy because Kyrie left. Amari Stoudemire, I don't know what's going on in his mind. This brother goes on every time like something happens with Steve Nash. He was gone for months. Steve Nash gets fired. The next day he's on ESPN talking against Kyrie. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what the deal is with that. But it's, I'll just put it this way. I don't trust Amari Stoudemire. He can't get in my old black or my friends of black people like, you know, shelter at this point in time. Because mm-hmm. I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't see well, it. I'll tell you who I do trust, though. Who's that? I'll tell you who I trust. Coach Prime, baby. Damn. Coach Prime. That's who I trust. Yeah. That brother, he, he a movement. Yeah. He is now a movement. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I actually met I, I actually met him in the hallway of the Apollo Theater back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Wow. In the hallway of the Apollo mm-hmm. Theater back in the day and everything. I was like, look at this motherfucker. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> but it's like, you know, nah, but it's it's like, you know, I met some interesting cats. And it's like, you know what it is? It's that energy brings you around these people. I wasn't like, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, Deion Sanders. I was like, hey, I, you know, what's up, right. brother? He's like, what's up, brother? He was just like straight up, and we were just mm-hmm. like straight up. Yeah. And it was like two, three minutes. He's talking, and that was it. And we were out. But mm-hmm. it's like I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that man. When you like to see, I like Good. to see that. I love to see that. B. I love yeah, to see Me that. Too. Man, we I we can sit here. We can complain about a lot of different things. The only thing I want to cover before we go because um. We're almost at an hour, but I may have to shave some of this conversation off and everything. So <laughs> just the political stuff that's going on. One of the reasons why I feel like I should have been on more is because usually when it comes to the political stuff, I'm like usually up there making statements and changing minds. But I'm starting to feel as if if people want this shitty life, then they should just have it. I really, I'm starting to feel like they should just have it. Don't I let agree. Them go. You agree? Yeah. Everybody that come with you can't go with you. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, not to and not to be cruel, not to be cold, but look, man, it got time. Yeah, I don't have time. My thought process the other day was just very simple. It's like they're really fucking it up with this misinformation, and it's like you said, we all need each other. You need you and along the lines of political veins, that means you need Democratic ideas and you need Republican ideas mixed in together. Mm-hmm. And you've got to actually work those ideals together. One way doesn't work. The other way doesn't work. And when you keep flip flopping and doing nothing in the interim and everything, then nothing is going to work. It's impossible if you have two years of this, two years of that, and it's just getting shittier. And the thought process that came in my mind, there was a cat today on Long Island. Somebody was sitting in their yard at 6 o'clock in the morning smoking a cigarette and ended up getting snipered. Damn. Yep. Ended up getting snipered. And it came along with the thought process that I had the night before. It's that universal mind because I I felt I almost felt it was going to happen or something was going to happen in the area. Not in this area. It wasn't in my area, but I, you connect with these different ideas and these different things that happen. And I'm to the point where I'm just like, listen, just stay out my yard because it's right. a matter of, it's a matter of yeah. how much stuff are you really willing to put up with? What are you willing to put up with? And what are you willing to do to keep your peace? And I'm pretty like down to put a couple of caps in you to keep my peace. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely on the uh Grand Torino side of the game. Yeah. Um that's I'm the same way. I just having this conversation, man. Um as I've gotten older, I've learned to to make my home more comfortable. Mm. And I, I don't mean like plushed out comfortable. I mean comfortable like 
here is where I have the things that I want to do so that I don't have to leave Mm -hmm. if I choose not to, you know? Um, And that's really where I be, man. I I don't be out here. I mean, as much as I'm outside of my house in my free time, I spend most of it in my crib. Well, and that's perfect because that's the world that we live in where everything's on the internet. You have your avatar persona, which is um, right now it's your real life persona, but pretty soon you'll be buying one in the metaverse, hopefully. And it will say all the right things and it will do all the right things. And there'll be no problems whatsoever with the behavior of that avatar, because that avatar is actually going to be you and your food is going to be delivered and everything's going to be delivered. And just recognize that if any point in time, they slip you some poison and you happen to die or someone gets slipped, like uh, 40,000 people get uh, slipped bad burgers that night and happen to die. And it just so happens that the population needed to get rid of 40,000 people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't complain about how that went down. (laughs) It just is how it is because that's the autonomy that you're giving up. Born in trouble. 31st episode. Mr. Grant Lancaster from Detroit, Michigan. Home of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard. Come down and get you some. Come get you some. Chicken. And from Long Strong Island, New York. Yeah, man, the one and only. I'll put a hickey on your butt that says Mr. X, John X. Born in trouble. 31st episode. Thank you for joining us all. Good night and peace. Peace.